Welcome to Big Natural Talents. Hello, BNTs. Welcome back to the podcast. You knew that. Hello. You're listening you to knew it. that. Yeah. <laughs> You put it on. <laughs> um, okay, we've got we've got a lot. We got a lot. Yeah, we got to get into it. We do. Okay, this is a great one. I loved this voice message from um, one of our listeners. And by the way, like we're going to be on our summer break soon, and it might be an extended break. But please do keep sending us gossip throughout. Let us know. Keep us abreast. We'll be online. We're on the social, on the on the grom. On the email. <laughs> um, you can email us. This is, I'll say really quickly, we get the crazy yes. spam emails. and they're Say all, the name. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to say this. We got a spam email sent to us that said, <laughs> hello, Ginger Francis. And that's the name <laughs> of this app. <laughs> hello, Ginger Francis. Who is she? <laughs> it sounds like a name that I would have made up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, this comes from one of our listeners. It's amazing. It was inspired by us talking about um, Into the Wild. So here we go. Hi, um, girly. Sorry, I couldn't type this because I'm listening to your podcast episode and I need to get this out of my brain. Otherwise, I'm going to forget it. But um, <laughs> you guys talking about like wasting meat and Into the Wild and stuff reminded me of this uh, story of my ex-boyfriend's friend who decided that he was going to go off the grid and, like, into the wild, I guess. <gasps> um, mm-hmm. And so he did that and he lasted about a week, but he <laughs> decided to come home after he um, killed a duck with his bare hands and then he... Um, <laughs> couldn't handle it and like cried and was like fuck this I'm I'm going back home um so yeah that just you just reminded me of that I don't know if it's a funny (laughs) story or not um I think it's a little bit sad but also uh yeah don't go into the wild if you're not okay part two sorry I feel like um I should clarify so he killed the duck to eat like he had like he was like I'm gonna go to my phone I'm living out of tent I'm going bush uh and all that, and then yeah, killed the duck with his bare hands to eat, and then was so traumatized by uh, having to do that that he decided to come home. But also, at the same time, he was like, you know, I'm going off grid, and he basically, I live in WA, so he basically just went down south to like a holiday town and lived in like at the beach there. So I don't know if that really counts. Who knows. So this guy, think, sorry, oh what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I think that's the funniest story I've ever heard. Yeah, it's truly. And it's also like, because when I first listened to it, I couldn't remember if she said it was her friend's ex-boyfriend or something, but it's like, no, it's her ex-boyfriend's friend. And it's like in the cast of characters that is your life, the friend of an ex-boyfriend, like that's the guy that does this, right? Of course it is. Yeah. It's always your one ex's of the, friend. <laughs> yeah. One of the boys of a boy that you weren't supposed to be with. Yeah. One of the boys. And it was also like, it wasn't a friend's ex because like this guy didn't have a girlfriend. No. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he had friends. He had guy friends. Yeah, he had guy friends. And if he had a girlfriend, (laughs) he wouldn't have killed a goose with his bare hands. Um, Oh, my! I just, I mean, I think I talked about it in the Into the Wild of like how I already like 
came up like angry at like Ben thinking that was like a fun thing to do. <laughs> yeah. But like if this was my boyfriend and he wanted to do this, I would ha- like I hate this guy. Yeah. I hate the thought of anyone wanting to go into the I actually hate it. Um but I understand that the world is fucked. Like consumers fucked and like yeah. but there's something between that and that for me that I would want to kill my boyfriend like yeah. the duck that I'd, he killed yeah. his bed. <laughs> I'd kill him like a goose and I wouldn't be upset afterwards. I love as well. So she said WA and he went like down to a holiday town. So I'm picturing, did he just like go down to like Margaret River, which is like a beautiful, bougie yeah. little ho- holiday wine yard destination. I'm, yeah. I'm picturing him going to like an NRMA, um, one of those like caravan parks yes. yeah. where there's like all these people. That's really funny. That like is yeah. so just the the narrative arc of that and the the quick demise of killing a duck with the bare hands and being like I'm done and it being a week. Yeah, I just loved it so 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 much. Do you think the boys gave him shit forever, or do you think they brushed it under the covers? I I don't know. I feel like it depends on the boys group. Some boys definitely would have like given him shit forever. Some boys groups I feel like are like surprisingly sensitive about this. It sounds like this guy had like a breakdown. Also, again, I like don't like this guy. I think he probably sucks. But his one redeeming trait is that he was like so upset by killing the goose. Because anyone totally Yeah, anyone normal had to kill a a goose or a duck, I can't even remember, with their bare hands. I'm picturing one of those huge geese that live at Centennial Park. Like, that would be really traumatizing. So I'm glad that he didn't just, like, harden up and eat it and then, like, keep yeah. it. It's like, oh, no, like, he had a heart, he had guilt, and he had to go back into the tame, I guess. Is that the opposite of wild? Um. Yeah, welcome to the tame <laughs> yeah. with us. Back to um, the tame. I mean, that also makes me hate the guy in Into the Wild. Like, again, it's so funny that I'm being thrown by this, like, one blog that I read about mm. him that gave the, like, the, you know, the opposite side well, you know, the, a differing perspective. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, this guy went around killing with his bare hands animals. And obviously it's like, yes, if you're vegan and you super care about killing animals, you like don't eat them at all. And I'm a bad person. I'm a carnivore. Like someone else is killing them in a different way. And so I'm still like a bad person. But but I still think that's different to like shooting and killing and ripping their skin off and like doing it all yourself and like finding pride and excitement in that, you know? Yeah, it's complicated, obviously. It's complicated, but I'm making snap judgments. That's what right we do. That's what we do. Now. We speak before we think. We <laughs> shoot I, before. Yeah. What's that? Shoot from the hip. Um, shoot and from the hip. We often hit the oh. wrong target. And <laughs> yeah, we we like punch people and take names later. You mm-hmm. know, we don't know who we're punching. We're just punching. Yeah, yeah. We punch, 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 and then we go, okay, um, I'm going to assume you're all named Ginger Francis. That's that's the name that we're taking down. Um, well, thanks to that girly for that wonderful voice memo. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was so funny. It did- I like these voice memos. I want more. Yeah, well, I've got more. I, I mean, actually, also this Into the Wild guy, I'll just quickly say, it does remind me of like I dated a guy for like one second briefly, and he was like <laughs> – outdoorsy and then it was it's kind of like a fork in the road you know it's like oh you know imagine if I'd gone down that road and then I see him all the time now he's like driving through the rainforest swimming in a waterfall with his like new girlfriend and I'm like wow that could have been me thank god it's not yeah Um, (laughs) yeah I'm inside I'm in the hotel with my Chromecast and my (laughs) boyfriend who also brought his Nintendo Switch um 
I'm dry, I'm clean, I'm safe, I'm warm, and yeah. I'm surrounded by technology. And you're, you're in the you're in the tame. What is it? The tame. I'm in the tame, and he's in the wild. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a tame girl, and I'm an insect girl. <laughs> so funny. Oh, okay. Well, how about I'll do this another message from one of our listeners, um, and then you have a story that is kind of related. Mm-hmm. Let me just find <laughs> the background for this. So this comes from one of our listeners. And we, we've talked about this before about like sleep talking, sometimes being creepy. Yep. Um, and she, this listener, I think we did it a while ago. I can't remember when. She sent us another story a while ago about how she used to sleep talk and she'd say things like, don't touch me. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit like, oh, what's going on? Well, I she remember, sent us yeah. a new clip of her <gasps> sleep talking. Um. And it's usually just nonsense, not scary. But she recently just moved house, so we don't know what kind of entities or spirits are in this house. And she's got a new recording of her sleep talking. And we can't quite hear what it is, but I don't know. Let's see what we think it says. It'll be there's a bit of a delay here. So that's it. Can you hear it? It's like. It's in a scream. Can you hear that whisper? It's like. Oh, I thought it was a scream. No, no, no. Sorry. Sort of like a whistly. It type sounds like thing. we have. So we have. Oh, stop! That's spooking me out. Ah, stop! I'm home alone. I hate this. Scary. That's really scary. Yeah. I like. I don't. Like, uh, um, I, it, it just sounded mm. like a scream. It was just like, I, whether it's a scream or a whisper, it's spooky town. It's spooky town. And I guess like, I think the solution for this is like, don't record when you sleep. That's what I think about paranormal activity in the movie. Do you think maybe they wouldn't have even known that they were being haunted and lived happily ever after if they never just tried to record it? <laughs> yeah. Take the cameras out of the house. Yeah. Okay. What happens when um, you're asleep, you don't need to know about. Yeah, that's like Vegas. What happens in your sleep should stay in your sleep and yep. you don't need to know. Eat a spider, get possessed, not my business. I was yeah, unconscious. Get, get forked by a ghost, Whatever. as a lot of people say. Um, so that's so funny about sleep talking. So I don't know if I've ever told you and the Biantinis about this, but apparently I wake up in the middle of the night and sleep talk to Ben. Mm-hmm. And I get really frustrated because I'm speaking gibberish and I get really frustrated that Ben doesn't understand what I'm saying, which is honestly what it's like when we're awake. So <laughs> there's two – it happened twice this week. So I think there was like a lot on my mind. And this then leads into the ghost story of Ben's boss. So let me explain. So two times this week, one time I, I woke up. So what happens is I wake up bolt upright. I just sit up and I start talking. And um, one night I think it was gibberish and Ben's like, What? And I'm like, and he's like, I don't know what speaking in tongues. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying words that don't really mean anything. And then he just goes back to sleep. And then I just get frustrated and go back to sleep. Yeah. Then it happened, I think maybe the next night where I woke up bolt upright. And then the thing I said, and we keep saying it around the house where I'm like, well, that's just perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Something really condescending. (laughs) Well, that's great. Or something like that. And again, I, I think I'm saying something about now, this time I'm more cohesive and Ben says I'm saying something about like the wind or like the window or something with the wind. 
And then I, again, I get really frustrated because Ben sort of just like ignores me or whatever. And then I got up to go to pee and then I went back to bed and then Ben went to pee. And what's insane is that the next morning Ben will be like, well, you woke me up again. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Wow. And he's like, don't you remember doing this? Do you remember going to pee? Do you remember saying this? Do you remember? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Wow, and this has happened several times. Interesting you don't remember peeing. Like you get up to pee and everything and then you still don't remember that. That's yeah. crazy. I, yeah, but I don't think it's – I mean maybe I just like also have a really bad memory. Yeah. Maybe I did pee. Who knows? But essentially <laughs> I like don't remember these things happening and I always get mad at Ben because I'm like I want you to record them so that I can play them for you guys. Like how funny would that be? Yeah, it's like I'm not going to fucking record you. So I was thinking about <laughs> using one of those sleep apps. Yes. Um, but then it's like, how many times does it have to be like nothing? Anyways, whatever. So maybe I will do that for the fun of it. Um, so anyways, I had dinner with Ben's boss and his wife who run the tennis courts that Ben coaches at. And they are having a big Christmas party, but Ben and I can't make it. We're away for a wedding. So they took us out for dinner last night. And I told we told this story together of Ben's like, yeah, this was happening, this was happening. And then Ben's boss Literally, it's so amazing because he's such a like blokey, funny, masculine, typical Aussie Yucca guy. And then he says to me, I have that happen to me. And he's like, have you ever thought you're speaking to someone that is like on the other side? Like he immediately made it deep and he was like, because that happens to me, like I would be speaking and his partner and his wife would wake up and he's like communicating. He's like, and I'm speaking to my step. my step uncle or something like that he would like keep coming to me and this guy was full of story it was like crazy he had the best stories but I want to tell you this main one yeah and then Ben's like tell Conchetta this your your one ghost story and he was like okay so when he was a kid they grew up or something in DY and his mom and his dad I think his mom left his dad I think he was like maybe a bad guy and they had nothing like they had one suitcase or whatever and the dad said he came over and he was like you guys got to get out of here I think maybe it was like in a threatening way. Anyways, so they moved to this tiny little house or whatever it is. I don't know. And the next door neighbors own it. And they're a bit freaky deaky maybe. Like it was like an old woman and her two older sons and they're like a bit weird. Anyways, and they own this place. And it was $100 a month or a week in rent and it stayed that way the whole time they lived there. And what he said was that the place was fully furnished. Everything was fully furnished of all old stuff and so they could just basically move in. And he said, but that house was haunted. (gasps) And he said, like, the one room, the center of the house where they, like, put their – or where there was a piano or something that they had, they were like, like, you wouldn't go there. It was, like, cold and it would – and he said it always sounded like someone was walking outside the corridor. Like, you would hear – and he was saying, like, my brother had a party and people heard and and you would hear them and then no, no one would come through. Like no one was there, no one was walking. He said there was a time where he was alone and he would just hear and you would wait and there's no one there. He'd be home alone and you would just hear some like someone walking, you would hear the floorboards. So he was like, that was always freaky. Oh, my God, I hate talking about this. It's so funny. It's the middle of the day but I'm ice cold scared. Um, then he said one night he was in his bed. He, he and his older brother shared a room, two single beds. One night he was in a single bed and he said as he was lying down there was a guy standing in the <gasps> middle of him um, looking straight down at him angry, like looking at him Don't angry. And he said I'm he remembers scared. exactly. Yeah, I'm scared. He said I remember exact the detail he was giving me. He was like he had these big mu- mutton chops. 
he had like he told me the eyes he was like he had like this hair he was like wearing like 1800s clothes he could tell me exactly like the whoa the old jacket and the buttons full-on go and he was like and then he said to me do you see up there and there was um one of those uh you know those cameras that catch movement like yeah. not cameras those little like motion detector things in the corner of you can have them in houses and buildings it was like up in the corner of this restaurant where we were at and it was bright blue and he was like and it was that color and you could see straight through him and he just stared at me and he was like and I was scared and I was curious and I was just staring up at him and then eventually you know he like goes back to sleep he said the next night he says to his older brother he was like can you please swap beds with me and he goes okay and they switch beds and so he's laying on his bed watching his brother and he comes back the next night and the brother sees it and he screams and runs across the hall to get his parents and then it never came back. But like they both saw it. They swapped the it was like the spookiest thing I had ever heard. And I said and I said to his wife I said to everyone I'm like this is why I believe because I'm like this is a normal guy. He doesn't go around talking about all this fucking crazy shit. He remembers the detail. He remembers how it felt. Like, again, whatever the science is, it's like part of what you believe in your life. Everything is perceptions. And I said to his wife and she was like, no, I don't believe in this stuff, but I believe that he believes it happened to him or something like that. Isn't that spooky wookie? That's spooky wookie. <laughs> Bookie dookie. I love that it was also just like classic ghost. It's like, you know mm. what, actually, he's fully see through, he's dressed in old timey clothes, and he's blue. Blue. And that's, you know, it's a, there's a colonial woman on the wing of the plane. That's <laughs> yeah. from Bridesmaids. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, that's scary. I got It's scared. pretty scary. I know. I just, the way he told me, it was really, really yeah, scary. And just yeah. like being in a spooky. A spooky. I think that's also interesting of like we love hearing stories of people who just live in spooky place. Like you can't help the way a place makes you feel. Like yeah. that's something that we've talked about this with stand-up, the room. We can tell if it's a good room. We can tell yes. if it's a bad room. We can tell from the vibe of the people and the things. Energy and- is real. So even that's enough. Even if you don't fucking see a ghost, yeah. if you are like this part's always cold or this room always makes me feel like this, Yes, that's Guys, pretty interesting. Yeah. We've always said if you don't believe in um, ghosts, <laughs> Do stand-up comedy for a year or two and <laughs> then you'll understand that rooms have energy, rooms have vibes. I'm trying to think of some other ghost stories. My mum actually told me one, uh, not a kind of recent one. So she said that um, I think she said the day, a day or two after. Okay, oh, actually, okay, she said this one thing. Maybe I said it before on the podcast. I've already been so annoying. Announcing this story. <laughs> you haven't. You haven't. I want to die. Um, she said that her and my dad always said to each other, so they separated 100 years ago, obviously, um, and my dad died this year, if you didn't know, keep up. My mom said that they always said when they were together that, like, if one of them died, like, they would have, like, a signal or a sign <gasps> if there were ghosts. And I was like, well, what was it? Oh, my God. And she said, I can't heaps remember. She said, I think it was something to do with clocks. So, like, showing something on a clock, okay? And then... <sighs> She said that like a day or two after my dad died, she woke up in the night and it felt like someone was pushing her hands back, like pushing her hands. She just woke up like, and then like, and then it was gone. But she was like, and she was like, and that, that was him. I definitely think it was him. Wait, so how is it? Does that relate to a clock? No. Pushing her hands back? separate to the clock. Okay, but great. 
I don't know if there's I feel you're going to be like, and then she looked at the clock and, and it, it said like, six, 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 six. <laughs> <laughs> and it was spitting around. Um, but those are my mom's pushing her, Can you do a, a, phys, a physical thing for me to see? So like you're sleeping, but you feel like your aunt, like what's Yeah, happening? she's, um, I, the way she described, do you know the game like Mercy? When no. you like, um, like have like hands like up in front of you, like beside your face, like a mime, okay? And then like, mm. um, to entwine fingers and then you kind of like have to um, hand wrestle twisting your hand like wrestling oh hands. my god that's so wait issue. one my hand and your hand would yeah. be together like this and yeah. we'd be doing that and we're like pushing on each other like whoa that. yeah so you should get a voice recording of your mom saying that and then play it for <laughs> oh for three months later for, for whenever this time <laughs> whenever we have at the end of our break maybe it can be um a bonus patreon thing yeah i want to yeah. hear it I'll from try. her lips yeah okay well next time i see her, i'll video her and we'll put on the instagram story or something yes she'll be oh my god I'll, okay i'll do an impression of what i think she'll be like okay she'll be like she'll, okay she's holding a glass of wine <laughs> and she's like leaning on the kitchen bench while she's saying this okay and she's touching her hair now she's brushing it up she's going <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, hello. <laughs> anyway, so my story is um, I was lying in bed and I woke up and went <gasps> and it was like my hands pushing, pushing. Um, and I knew it was your father. And yeah. <laughs> was that okay? <laughs> Can I say something? I had this vision yeah. that one day. My mom and your mom yeah. have to fill in for us and do this <laughs> this exact podcast. They have to do the two apps. And honestly, Lauren, I think that your mom would be like me and my mom would yeah. be like you. It the would. roles would be reversed. I'd love to see My it mom's the pragmatist. My mom's the like, yeah. I don't know. That's the one thing thing I'm going off. And then your mom, just the way you did that, I was like, okay, she's got some like flair there. It sounds yeah. like very me. And she is. She's like a little, <laughs> she's so ADD. She's just seeing things as they happen and living. And anyway, amazing stuff. How about, okay, we'll do. Um, mm. I've just got this short message that is more of a comment than. Um, right. And I just think it, She's funny and it cuts off at the end, but we'll just do it. About Red Rooster, we're talking about Red Rooster. Great. So this is from our listener. Hello, it's me. Lovely to hear from you again. From a very rainy England. Sorry to comment on everything you do. Um, I want to share a quick story about Red Rooster. As a child, I wasn't allowed any takeaway or fast food whatsoever. So sad. Um, but my family did insist on doing a 12-hour drive to rural New South Wales from Brisbane um, every year for Christmas um, in one day. And on those trips, my sister and I would be treated to one red rooster meal where we would share a small chips and three chicken nuggets that we would hold in front of the air conditioning vent in the back to cool them down. Um, and because of this, Red Rooster is like the ultimate. Every time I go back to Queensland or I'm in an airport, because that's the only places they exist. <laughs> yeah. And it cuts off. Wow. But I assume it's the nostalgia. She's, 
She's the only one going to Red Rooster. <laughs> yeah, she's carrying Red Rooster on her back. I love that she said as well, like holding the nugget to the air con vent to cool it down. Like that is so, that's pro. And I actually tweeted this and deleted it because literally no one liked it and I thought it was relatable mm. AF. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I use my car air con vent to like set my makeup. I reckon it's the best setting spray. You know, when you're like running around, you're greasy, you've got makeup and you're like, oh, this is going to rub off. Get in your car, blast the aircon, flawless. On a hot or cold? Cold. You're not baking okay. it in. <laughs> <laughs> You're freezing it down. No, it's dry, cold air, and it would, and it does because it's drying. Oh. It'll like set your face. Oh yes, that's so smart. Yeah. God, why isn't um Mario? Mm. um kim's makeup artist doing that you should she could she would be like i've got a um small car in the glam room it's the smallest (laughs) car we could find it's a smart car and it's just customized to blast the aircon which is the best setting spray also i just thought it was really funny that like you know how if someone's like i'm going to the gold coast where should i go and you're recommending Taco Bell. I love that this girl's <laughs> recommending Red Rooster. Yeah, you're going to Queensland in general. It's Red Rooster. If you go to Gold Coast, <laughs> it's Taco Bell. Um, that's about and it. if you're going to Sydney, it's Mickey D's. Hell yeah. I saw something else that was like they say in childhood, you're always seeking what you never had. Oh, no, wait. In adulthood, you're always seeking what you never had in childhood. And someone was like, McDonald's. <laughs> That's awesome. That's real. That's sick. What a way to wrap it up. She's a really beautiful voice. Beautiful I love that stuff. stuff. I've got to finish this off. I've got our political gossip for you. Yay! What a way to end. You're going to love this. And I can't believe that I never heard about this. Okay. So this is about this guy, um, Sir <laughs> Billy Snedden. Um, And he was like a politician during the 70s and 80s. So he was an Australian politician who served as the leader of the Liberal Party from 1972 to 1975. He was also a cabinet minister from 1964 to 72, speaker of the House from 76 to 83. So like pretty big guy. Probably people back then knew who he was. I had never heard of him. So on the 27th of June, 1987, just hours after attending John Howard's election campaign launch. So you can imagine, so John Howard was elected as well after Labor had been in for ages and Liberals were like finally getting it back in and they were all very excited. So this would have been a really exciting event for him. So hours after uh, attending the campaign launch, he would have been celebrating, he would have been excited. Snedden suffered a fatal heart attack at the Travelodge Motel in Rushcutters Bay while having <gasps> sex with an ex-girlfriend of his son, Drew, who identified only as Wendy. So that was, it was like an ex-secretary, I think, that his son used to date. So he died while fucking his son's ex-girlfriend. No, no. How good is that? And Rush cut it. I could go to this place of history. It's local. You could go there and you could feel his presence, his ghost. <laughs> a, Which, in a traveler. In the what travel was he doing? Lodge. She worked there? No, no, no. I think she was like a political secretary. Um, I how, mean, we should have actually looked fucking... her up. This isn't very feminist of us. We should have like honoured her. Oh, no, she didn't die. She might still be alive. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we need to get her on the pot. Wait, what's the name of this guy? I just want to do a cursory Google. Yeah, Billy Snedden. 
if you look him up. So, um, and then, yeah, amazingly. Oh, my God. So then the newspapers, this is the 80s as well. We think people were conservative in the past. I think we're more conservative now, okay? The newspaper in Melbourne was had, like, the headlines, Sneddon died on the job. Um, oh. And the Sydney Morning Herald reported that he, when he died, he was wearing a condom and that, quote, it was loaded. So he died after he came if anyone was wondering. And then his son, because you're wondering maybe, like, was his son mad at him? But his son, it seems like, you know, is in good spirits about all of it. His son was quoted as saying, uh, on the night he died, he'd just been welcomed back into the Liberal fold and he was at his political best. It was an adrenaline-filled evening. I'm sure the old man went out happy. (laughs) Anyone would be proud to die on the job. So... (laughs) That's... Crazy. I cannot believe this. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah. Oh, he's at a motel. Okay, yeah. yeah a Travelodge yeah. motel. I thought a Travelodge was like a travel agent oh, store. No, that would be And funny. I was like, what? That would be so funny. And like <gasps> he's oh in student Which- flights fucking on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> was he cheating? I don't That's know. Actually, I know. I'm going to say probably. Like, if surely. he was an older man, surely he was married. But I mean, Why maybe can't not. There be like an Australian story or something. Like, I want a series which like has the talking heads of it. Like, has the the wife be and the g- Wendy and like yeah. There's definitely like be careful what you say. It's like oh, I wish Why? there was a show about Australian politics and how it's quirky. Like, we- no, just about this, but just this. Yeah, just gonna, this one guy's death. Yeah, and how people reacted to it. I want mainly the wife and the girl he was fucking and the son. Yeah, I don't know if I want it talking heads and documentary style. I definitely want some reenactments in there because I personally love and I think they do such a great job when like Channel Seven makes those like mini series, like they made the um the Keating mini series, the Bob Hawke mini series. I love that you love it. I hate them <laughs> for the reason of this that the whole time if I know something's real. And, like, the real thing is way more interesting and I don't want you to colour in the lines. I want to die and, as I've said before, I want to die and then get to have my TV in the sky, which shows me literally everything that happened with the real people. Like, um, not funny home video style. I don't know, like rewind. Like you can just rewind to this thing, you can plug it in and then I get to watch the night it happened. That's what I want. So, I, you know, what's that show you were like is really good and then I started watching it. And it's like that mystery and it's got that guy, the husband of Rose Byrne, and it's about the house that's spooky and they send oh, letters. Oh, The Watcher. Yeah, I didn't get into it because also I and knew the real story and it was like yeah. kind of boring. Fuck. Fuck you. I want to care. I care about the real story. I don't need yeah. – um, act. I know your actors. Like I just <laughs> – I'm out. I'm but out. that's all we can do. You can't ask Channel 7 to go back in time <laughs> and somehow capture the moment that people died. Like we can't. I know. You know, they can't do that. Sam, what's his name? The guy that played Molly Meldrum, he can't actually go back and see. They can only make a miniseries reenactment and they can only that's get what, no. Hugh Sheridan to play the guitar player from In Excess and – Not interested. You will not have my business. Make something up or don't make it at all. (laughs) Go hard. 
go home. I only want to know the true story of the Hawk government when I die and God shows it to me in the sky. Thank you very much. Nice try, Channel 7, but I'm not interested. <laughs> well, providing all these jobs for professional actors yeah. and directors and get not interested, no, no, no. I think. Stay home. Sorry. Don't bother. Sorry, Australian <laughs> screen industry. Don't. <laughs> I mean, but like, yeah, don't make this real stuff. Why don't you make a crazy little pilot written by us? Us. You know? Yeah. We can give you stuff you haven't even thought of. Characters. <laughs> yeah, wait. We can give you characters like Ginger Francis yeah. and the love the, colorful life of ginger francis yeah. that doesn't hurt anybody that doesn't mm-hmm. you know it's all from the our beautiful big mind from the twisted mind of big natural talents we present ginger <laughs> francis the untold <laughs> story and she was a politician she was a rock star she died with a loaded condom in each hand <laughs> hand hand <laughs> And two blue ghosts. And two blue ghosts are there and they're (laughs) her sons. And their girlfriends were the opposition leader at the time. And And her ex-boyfriend's friend (laughs) went into the wild and killed a duck with his bare hands before coming home. Mm -hmm. And then her sister's (laughs) co-workers, aunt's son's godmother... Dated someone who once won the lottery (laughs) and he wasted all the money. (laughs) So I hope you're writing that down because (laughs) we don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Biantini's. Thanks for a beautiful year. Happy Christmas, happy holidays, happy summer, whatever you do. Hope you have a nice time seeing your family or I hope you have a nice time not talking to your family if family. that's yeah. what you do. See your psychic, see your friends, mm-hmm. see whoever is <laughs> – see the McDonald's stuff, mm. see whoever is important to you. See your hypnotist, <laughs> see your barista. See your eyelash artist. See your eyelash technician and let them know, hey, I see you. I really see you and I know you're non-confrontational. <laughs> And that's why my eyes are burning right now. <laughs> and that's all we can ask. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, um, lots of love. It's been a real thrill and a journey. Feel free to leave us gossip as usual. Mm-hmm. Get to it in the holiday season. Feel free as a present. Get someone B&T merch. Yes. It exists. Feel free to design merch yes. as we've talked about before. We've had some ideas. We've had some stuff come through maybe during the summertime. I'll have a look at that. We could put some, throw up some other merch designs. We'll try. I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to say I'm going to do that. I'm going to say yep. that. And Okay. Yeah. It's said. And I've said it. And that's a <laughs> verbal contract. Because <laughs> why not? Actually, we it's, it's all print to order, so we actually lose nothing. We could actually print literally anything on the t-shirt mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be no skin off our backs and we will be reconvening and letting you know what our next vibe is um probably yeah only vibes only vibes no no specifics no dates who no knows? We, no who knows? plans just vibing we'll yeah. just be vibing from here on out we're gonna vibe out for a while and <laughs> end of january we'll at least let you know what our vibe is in that moment and yeah 
we're not gone. We're not dead. We're just Mm -mm. going to the beach and (laughs) sending some emails and stuff from there. So, (laughs) love you. Okay, bye, girlies. Love you. Bye. Bye.